Hey, it's Chell. And Josh. And welcome, welcome to, to the Unstuck, Unstuck Institute. Institute. Stuck in a day job you hate? Not sure how to start and grow your own business? The Unstuck Institute podcast is all about helping you take your next step on the road to working for yourself. Hey, Unstuckers. Welcome to the Unstuck Institute. I'm Chell. That's Josh. Hey, hey. And today we are interviewing Andrew Ryder, who is a consultant to tech giants, government entities, and Fortune 500 companies. Fancy. In his free time, he enjoys writing about leadership, business ethics, and marketing for small business owners. His writing has been recognized by Entrepreneur Magazine for demonstrating leadership in business. He gave us some fantastic nugs of not only leadership for nugs is that not appropriate <laughs> you think weed when i say that is that why <laughs> whenever you shorten a word it reminds me that even though we're both millennials i'm an elder millennial and you're a younger millennial because my people of my age group don't shorten words so freely sometimes we do in a sarcastic way and you do it in a realistic way and you shorten words i didn't even know were being shortened in a lexicon so just by just by being on this podcast with you chell you keep me hip to what the kids are saying although you're not even the kids anymore it's 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 gen z that's the kids so anyway <laughs> you're welcome grandpa Anyway, back so to Andrew. we got lots of nugs, which is nuggets of information for you older people. Accurate. So he dropped some great nugs on not only self leadership, but how you can lead yourself using content and a quality content strategy. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome, Andrew, to the show. We are stoked to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, tell the good unstuckers a little bit about who you are. My name is Andrew Ryder. I have a very hard science, engineering, math background in my entire life. I just knew that was what I was good at, what I wanted to do. And I never would have thought that I would enjoy writing at all. And all throughout school, I was actively trying to avoid any sort of reading and writing activities. <laughs> and so it was really, uh, really surprising to me when uh, over the last few years, I've really developed a love and a passion for writing about leadership and online business. And, you know, I've just found I have so much to say about these topics. And that really came out of the... Um, I was starting a business with my girlfriend. Uh, we're, she's my fiance now. We're getting married in about a month. Woo, and awesome. um, yeah, Congrats. thank you. Yeah, uh, it's nerve wracking, but very exciting. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we started her business together a few years ago. And, you know, I was always really jealous that she knew exactly what she wanted to do, what her purpose was, and what she, you know, what got her up in the morning excited to go work and and to help people. And so she is a nutritional therapy practitioner and, you know, she wanted to start this online business and, and help people. She had gone through a similar problem herself and figured it out and wanted to help other people who were struggling. And so we got into that 
online business space and we hired coaches and we bought courses and all of these different programs and things. And we spent so much money and time and, you know, we had, it's, it's sort of amusing, uh, or you can laugh about it now, but at the time it was not one of those things. You know, we had a really tough time with it. We wasted a lot of money. We got ripped off. We got lied to, we got taken advantage of, you know, the whole nine yards, everything bad that can happen to you in the online business space happened to us. And, you know, we, we got through it. We learned from it. We, we made the mistakes. And it's, it's interesting to say that, you know, I said we wasted all that money, but I don't know that we necessarily did because it, looking back, I can see the trajectory on how we bounced off of all of those things and we worked through it together to get to a better place that we're in now. So, you know, maybe if I could save myself some money and some heartache, I would, but I can see how those experiences helped us to get to you know, a place where she's running her business and she's doing great and I have time to write about what I want to write about and not be totally involved in everything that she's doing. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the backstory about how I got to here. So. That is really unique. I mean, a ton of trial and error, which we are super huge fans of here at the Unstuck Institute, just because that's the best way to learn, even if it feels like shitty when you're going through it. Like that is, that's what's going to stick with you for the longer period of time rather than just having it come easily to you. Also, sometimes we just don't have a choice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We can look back on it and think about the choices we made, but going into it, you don't realize you're about to do a trial <laughs> with an error. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better with what we like to call three questions. Three questions. Question one. What is your bucket list travel destination? I'm pretty simple when it comes to travel, uh, but I've always wanted to go do one of those cruises around the Mediterranean Sea and go to all of the cool historical locations along the coast there. Nice. Uh, question number two. If you could choose, what would be your last meal? So I'm gluten-free. So my last meal would be, uh, I'd probably have some, a big piece of lasagna, which used to be my favorite food and I'd have a nice IPA, two <laughs> things that I can't have anymore, but <laughs> are you gluten free by medical necessity or by choice? Uh, so my fiance is for, um, health reasons and I'm fully on board with her, um, yeah. Now I definitely feel better eating that way. But at the time when I went gluten-free, it was just to support her uh, somewhat reluctantly, but I'm totally used to it now. And it's not really that restrictive either. You know, a lot of people think it's pretty difficult to do, but there's so many options these days that it's there's not a big so deal. There's so many options these days for sure. Okay. Question number three, what is your favorite hobby that doesn't make you money? I like to play video games. What kind of video games? Uh, usually MOBAs. So I play Smite is my main game. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's pretty small, but it's, no. nice. it's good. It's, uh, it's probably, you know, most people have heard of League of Legends. It's like that, except it's more of a third person um, point of view. So you're controlling your character directly instead of just clicking around the map. Oh, nice. Yeah, I exclusively play third, third person games, first person. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of like a... <laughs> Halo or a Call of Duty combined sure. with a MOBA. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Awesome. 
Well, I think now we've learned everything there is to know about you by <laughs> the nature of those pinpoint three questions. <laughs> Andrew, what can you, what kind of wisdom can you shed on the good unstuckers today in the realm of leadership? I know there's lots of people out there who talk about leadership. They, uh, and they're, you know, when you hear podcast, when I hear podcasts anyway, I hear lots of experts out there talking about leadership and they're talking about you know, let's say you're in charge of 500 people at your company. This is how you should lead them. And that's all well and good. But for people like me and Chell, for people like the unstuckers out there who are solopreneurs or just barely getting started, how does leadership apply to them? That's the perfect setup. That's where I always like to start because that <laughs> is the biggest misconception, right? That, you know, I don't own a company. I'm not a CEO. I'm not some mid-level manager with direct reports and timesheets and all of that. You, know, you might experience that in your day job, but when it comes to starting your business, growing your business, leadership doesn't really mix into that space well, right? But I like to break it down and think about it in terms of sort of a couple of different buckets. So you, know, you could be, you could have a million followers and it's easy to see how that person is a leader to their audience. They're an influencer, whatever labels we're using. And then there's smaller people. You know, you've got a hundred subscribers, you've got a thousand people, you've got a small audience of people who are looking to you. And then one level beyond that, maybe you're just getting started. You're looking for your first client. There's one or two people listening to you. If anybody at all, you can still be a leader by leading yourself no matter how big your audience is, no matter what it is that you're doing, what industry you're in, if you lead yourself first, other people will begin to follow you. And so self-leadership is, it's really about being consistent. It's about becoming the person that you want your audience to be. You know, if you think about what they're looking for and why they would buy from you, they're looking at you especially if you're in any type of coaching business or an info marketing, uh, info publishing type business, your audience is looking at you. They're looking at what you do, how you do it, the results that you've gotten, and they want to become more like you. They're buying into you before they buy into any of your products or services. And if they don't trust you, if they don't trust that you can deliver on those promises or they don't see you living out that lifestyle, they're going to be a lot, a lot less likely to buy from you, right? And so that's that's where I like to start with leadership is really focusing on leading by example, becoming that person who would get, you know, if you were to go through your program, knowing nothing, starting from zero, would the actions that you're taking get you the results that you want? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a great way to look at it. I know that there's so many different approaches. Like you said, you've went through so many different coaches who are like, this is the right way to do it, right? Like maybe to some extent, yes, that worked for them, but that worked for them because they were themselves like behind it, right? So there, there's a lead by example, but then that also kind of like rolls into the authenticity part of it. And I feel like that word gets tossed around a lot, like be authentic, be authentic. But like, literally, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like, if you're just yourself and people dig that, 
that's really the secret sauce for all of it. I think it would be a terrible tragedy to build a successful business pretending to be someone you're not and having <laughs> to continue to pretend and perpetuate that facade for a lifetime. Um, and I think that when we get started in our business, the focus is so much on the tactics and the, you know, there, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of different moving parts and most people are not equipped with the skills that you need to have as an entrepreneur. It's not really something that you learn in school. And so you really have to retrain your mind. You have to become a new person in order to do this. And so there's, there's a lot to learn. And a lot of that is tactical things. And, and so when it comes to, you know, we were talking about authenticity, it's vitally important to find a system that works for you. You can try all of these different tactics and tricks and things. And yes, there's a million different things and every single one is going to have worked for someone. But if you don't like doing sales calls, for example, you're shy, you don't want to be on the phone, don't build your business around, you know, that's actually, that's me. And the first business I tried to start was um, wholesaling vacant lots, vacant real estate. And it turns out that whole business, I didn't intend to use this example at all, but it turns out that this, the whole business was just on the phone with people who are angry at you because you offered to send them money to buy some land that they own, that they're not doing anything with. And people get <laughs> surprisingly upset because they, they, you know, you tend to give them a lowball offer and that makes people angry. <laughs> so that was not a good situation for me to be in. <laughs> and, and you don't, you don't like people being angry with you uh, multiple times a day. That's not your ideal job. That is not my <laughs> ideal job, not in the slightest. And so, you know, you can make a lot of money wholesaling land and you know, that was I was relatively successful in the, the couple of properties that I bought and sold, but I couldn't live my life doing that, <laughs> you know, every day. You know, it was a journey to get to where I'm at now, where mostly what I'm doing is writing, which is not so much a direct, you know, sales call, phone call type of thing. So, uh, you know, I guess the moral there is, like we talked about, it's okay to fail. It's okay to find that you don't like something, you're not good at something, as long as you keep moving in that direction and finding what you do want to do, but you don't need to feel like you have to do it this way or that way. There's a million different ways to make it work. You just have to find what's right for you. I completely agree. And it needs, like you just said, it has to fit your personality, your lifestyle. And like as an entrepreneur, you don't have to be sad and miserable every day. Like you have the opportunity to make changes, pivot. And even if that's a completely different field. So I love that you gave that example. Yeah, that's so true. And it's almost a badge of honor these days to be the most miserable or the person who works the most hours or is struggling the most. But it's I don't think it's worth it to be miserable if it's going to get you a couple extra likes on your Twitter post compared to every minute or second of misery that you have to personally live through in order to get that. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> but what if you're the most miserable, Andrew? I mean, then well, you maybe get it's like a couple extra hundred then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
so tell us what are some steps people can take right now to start being a leader as opposed to uh, a follower or just kind of going with the wind, you know? So the main thing that I like to teach, because a lot of these things, you know, we talk about self-discipline. That's great, right? I can tell you to go be consistent, be disciplined, but I can't give you a 10-point plan or a checklist or some kind of actionable advice. It's really just you either do it or you don't, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where I spend the most amount of my time is in content creation. And, you know, it's, it's really sad because a lot of people who are really good at what they do, they're experts, they're really passionate about whatever problems they can solve and the people that they can help. And there's so there's this cloud of complexity and vagary around content creation that makes it so that someone who is an expert and his is passionate doesn't have anything to write about or they can't think of any ideas that to share with their audience. Mm. And I think that in this process of trying to create a easy to follow systematized process for how you go about writing high quality content that's going to give you some number of new followers or new conversions or increase sales to your business, you know, take a cold lead and move them to a hot lead, right? That's what it's all about with these content strategies. In the process of creating those systems, we've lost the most important aspect of content. And it's what David Ogilvie, he includes, he included this in every single one of his ads and he calls it a burr of singularity. And, you know, the idea of a burr is like, if you're walking through some tall grass, you're wearing jeans, you get out to the street on the other side and there's all these little pokey sort of spiked balls that, um, you know, they stick into your jeans, they get caught in your clothes. That's a burr, right? So the idea with your content or with whether it's a podcast, whether it's an email, whether it's a sales letter or a a webinar, any type of content that you're producing. It's not just a social media post, right? Everything that you produce needs to have that little burr in it that sticks to whoever's reading it. Mm. And so then when they're at home later, they're making dinner and they're just going about their life, they're watching TV or something, they think about, you and your business and, and the message that you shared with them. That's the idea of a burr, right? And so how do we do that then is the question. And that's the second part, right? It's a burr of singularity. So you want to have something that is unique about your content. And this is where most people get stuck when they're following these traditional systems is they're buying a program that a thousand or 2000 other people have also bought and they're following the same templates and the same calendars as these other people who inevitably some of them are, are targeting a similar audience. And so, you know, you can go out on Instagram and you can look at people's content and you can tell what courses they've purchased. I can tell when someone has purchased a course that I've also purchased just by looking at their content and seeing the structures and the, uh, sort of the slang and the sentence structure and the type of posts that they're doing, you can tell what programs they've purchased. And that's 
that is really bad for <laughs> any business. You know, if you think about, uh, I like to tell this story. It, it was a couple years ago, I was driving. I don't know where I was going, but I was out driving and I happened to pull up to a stoplight next to a Range Rover. And I just looked over and I thought, you know, man, I never see Range Rovers at all. And <laughs> I thought to myself, I wouldn't, you know, that would not be a car that I would want to spend a hundred grand on. It just, it doesn't really appeal to me. But after that moment, you know, drove away every single day. Now I see Range Rovers, multiple of them. Every single time I drive my car, there's Range Rovers everywhere. And the reason for that is it's the same reason why nobody sees your content. If it's not unique, we are bombarded all the time with marketing messages and what you're going to have for dinner and family issues and all of these different things. There's a million things happening in your life and your brain's way of handling that is to completely shut off 90% of that. And it just doesn't ever get into your conscious mind. It's not that it's not there. It's just that you don't know that it exists. I drove by thousands and thousands of Range Rovers before I even knew that they existed before they came up on my radar, right? But as soon as I made that switch to think, huh, you know, I never see Range Rovers. Now my brain says, okay, let's look for Range Rovers. And I start seeing them everywhere. They're all over the place. And it's the same way with your content. If you create something that's unique, that stands out, right? Our, our brains are looking for things that are different, that don't fit the mold because, you know, maybe... 10,000 years ago, that was a, a tiger and it was going to eat you, right? <laughs> and so now you know, your brain wants to, your brain still operates in that way where it's looking for things that are unique or different. Those are the things that really stand out and that really will grab people's attention. Yeah, absolutely. So Andrew, what goes, I guess the next question is, how do you make your content unique? How do you make it stand out? How do you make it punch through the noise of the day and actually get into people's conscious mind. Definitely. Everyone has a unique aspect to themselves, right? No one else is like you. No one else has had the same upbringing as you, the same life experiences, the same worldview that you have. So my solution to that is to tell stories. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, share your story. Talk about your journey from point A to point B to build rapport, to show people that they can succeed with your system, right? But it goes beyond just telling your story in that sense. And it also just includes things that you see, things that happen to you. It could be things that happen on, on the news that, you know, there's, it's, we're in such a rapidly changing landscape that maybe you just want to post about what other people can do today based on the latest news article that's going to help them be better at what they do with your system, right? They're following you because they want to hear from you. They want to hear how you handle and how you solve these problems. They don't want to hear your story a thousand times. They don't want to hear a 10 point list about that, about facts that they can Google, right? They want to hear stories and humans are so adapted to storytelling as a modality 
right? You know, Yuval Harari has this quote that, you know, he's a famous historian and uh, philosopher, and he studied humans and their interactions for his entire life. He says that the only way that you can replace a story is with another story. And so that's your job, right? If you want to make a sale, you need to take someone who has tried all of this stuff before. They've been let down. They've bought things. They've wasted money. They've gotten demoralized. They've failed. They don't know if they can do it. They're struggling. They need your help, but they need you to replace that story with a better story. And so whether it's you telling your journey, you know, there's a place for that for sure. But it could be something as simple as you're cooking dinner last night and something funny happened and you, uh, you know, it reminded you of something, you know, you can spin that into a lesson that you can teach to your audience. So like, for example, with, with the kitchen thing, you know, I dropped a glass. We, we made some pizza last night. We do this um, homemade sort of uh, gluten-free pizza that actually is amazing. Uh, it's one of my favorite foods. And uh, I was I had too many things in my hand, was kind of cleaning up, and I dropped one of our cups, and it broke, right? So if I wanted to tell that story, where I would go with that, and I probably, you know, I'll probably write about this tomorrow, to be honest, <laughs> is there's this um, analogy that I really like from T.D. Jakes, and he says that in your life, you're constantly juggling different things, right? You're juggling your family, you're juggling your business, you're juggling other obligations. Maybe it's work, maybe it's friends, maybe it's who knows what else. Some of those balls are made of glass. Others are made of rubber. When you drop one that's made of glass, it shatters and you can't get it back. But when you drop one that's made of rubber, it'll bounce back to you. And so you have to be really careful about how you juggle these different balls because if you drop your family, your relationships, your personal health, those a lot of times will shatter and you can't get them back. And so that, you know, dropping that glass in the kitchen made me remember that that time that I spend with my fiance cooking a nice meal, watching some TV together, just spending that time together is extremely, extremely important and it should be cherished. So, you know, just like that, it's super simple. It's a story and it, you know, not everyone in my audience is going to relate to it, but some will. And if I do that consistency, right, if we tie that back to the self-leadership of getting out there, publishing content consistently for your own sake, but also for the sake of your audience, you keep throwing in different stories, different angles, all leading back to your same, you know, your process, the way that you work, the way that you solve this problem, you're going to get people to have that aha moment that says, wow, I never realized that this could work in that way and that I can actually succeed with this system. Yeah. Well, that is a lovely place to wrap it up <laughs> with that note to cherish all uh, those moments that need to be cherished in your life. Don't let them go to waste. Andrew, where can people find out more about you and what you do? If you're interested in 
creating better content, more unique content, and leveling up as a leader, you can find me at andrewbrider.com. I publish a daily newsletter by email, and I also have a mobile app where you can jump in to get more video-based training and my books and really accelerate your trajectory as a leader and as a business owner. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Andrew. Burnout, frustration, no time, exhaustion. If this sounds like you and your chicken comes out dry, your rice doesn't come out fluffy, and you have no time to prep veggies, check out my Killing It in the Kitchen course. This is going to take you to the next level so that you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. It'll be quick and super flavorful. Follow the link in the show notes to join the waitlist. The Unstuck Institute podcast is also brought to you by our awesome new life book. Want to get a handle on your life and where you're going? Lack of productivity keeping you down? Download our free workbook to get clear on where you want to go in life and use the Lifebook system to keep yourself on track and be more productive in your life. Download the Unstuck Institute Lifebook today at www.unstuck.institute/lifebook. Remember, it's free. It's time for a recap. One, lead by example. Be the person they want to be. Two, leadership. You're doing it for others, setting the right example for people who are following you. Three, add a burr to your content. Make it unique or different. Those will stand out and grab people's attention. Be sure to tell your story, your journey, and your perspective on different news or stories. And that's a wrap on episode 158. Look, website and show notes are at www.unstuck.institute. And remember to follow us on Instagram at unstuck.institute. Go back to episodes one, two, and three to learn more about the Unstuck Institute, Josh and myself. And if you love our podcast and would like to help us out, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps out the show a ton. If you leave us a five-star written review, you'll be entered in a drawing to win a 30-minute brainstorming coaching session with Josh and myself. For instructions on how to leave a review, check out our website, unstuck.institute. We'll talk to you next week when we'll be talking about building your funnel. The only way that you can replace a story is with another story. Build your funnel. Build your fun. See, I shortened it like a millennial. <laughs>